Hi guys, it's Danielle. I'm back again. It's your favorite influencer slash friend slash cousin slash, I don't know, homie. <laughs> and it's the new year. Happy new year, everybody. Please do not text me happy new years because I will not respond. Um, today I am back for episode two and I have a very special guest, my lovely, lovely roommate, Fatimata. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought, one, I'm late on my episode, but, you know, life just comes at you fast. But here I am. And I'm only one day late because I plan to post on Friday and it's Saturday, so I'm going to post today. But um, since our favorite show is over, <laughs> I figured we could talk about it because I'm really sad. I'm very sad. Um, and if you don't know, I'm talking about Insecure. What the fuck is that? I think I'm still in the denial phase. Was that Zane? I don't know. <laughs> having a party. Um, I'm really sad. <laughs> like, that's all I can say is I'm really sad. Like, I can't believe it's over. I'm still thinking next year we're going to have a new season. Yeah. <sighs> I guess it'll set in next year when there's no season. <laughs> <laughs> and they stop posting on the Insecure page on Instagram then maybe it'll set in yeah because I'm really sad yeah it'll hit us hard like you know around August of this year <laughs> this year we're in 2022 now <laughs> that's another thing I can't believe I can't believe it's 2022 like yeah who would have thunk it I never imagined I'd be saying these words and but here we are and that's crazy to me that time is just zooming yeah, well, um, we're just going to hop right into it. Like we said, season six was, oh wait, was it season six? Season five. So because I skipped a year. Season, season five is the end of Insecure. And mm -hmm. this season, honestly, if I'm being honest, Issa, if you're listening, I was a little underwhelmed in the beginning, but I think that the finale really did a good job of wrapping it up. But I do wish that she could have like, went a little bit further into certain things um I just feel like it was a, for some of the people it's a little random like why are we gonna update on them like you literally never highlight them and then all of a sudden we have this whole like backstory about their whole life and I'm like okay and um I don't know like overall I think the show was amazing I feel like this was a show that has nothing kind of like it like and that might just be because I feel like it's close to my age range and the things that I go through at this point in my life and I feel like it just was amazing to like see and I guess maybe this is how other people felt for other shows when I was younger like I guess my mom's age like when they were growing up they had stuff like this but I just feel like there's nothing else out like this and it just really warms my heart mm -hmm. to see black people winning <laughs> what about you Fatu? um I really thought season five wrapped up nicely and I think a lot of the character development happened in the very last episode yes. <laughs> which I was just like you had a whole season to really flesh out these characters some more 
but it just felt like filler episodes for a little bit, like you said, until we got towards the end. Um, but I did like seeing like the time lapse and everybody's like the end of everybody's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, I think this show is iconic. I think Issa Rae is iconic um, because I've been following this woman for a very long time, ever since she was on YouTube. And it's just like all these things came to fruition for her. Like she just believed in herself. She pitched the idea to HBO and she pitched the idea with her as the lead, a dark skin black woman with natural hair. Natural short hair at that. Yeah, she started, 4C. Okay. She started, We're talking about 4C. She started with low-key of age. Yeah. So <laughs> that was wild to me to see someone like that on primetime television. And in the beginning, honestly, I feel like even though it, her show's on HBO, it was low-key kind of low budget. Like, yep. they didn't, well, first of all, 4K um, cameras weren't really out then, but the progression of the, like, cinematography of the show just goes right along with everything else yeah. that happened. Like, it's really grown. Like, you know, they the characters have grown and also the show has grown mm-hmm. to such a big scale. And I love that Issa employs local artists and black people and people that are up and coming that didn't really have a name or um foundation in the industry yet like she gave them an opportunity everybody on that show you may have known who they were but they really weren't popping but now they are literally a part of the most popping tv show that has reigned over the last six years yeah and their careers have skyrocketed yep. to the point like they literally like um everyone's gotten watched, promoted the documentary we yeah watched we watched the documentary. the documentary and Yvonne was talking about how she was broke and didn't even know how she was gonna get her call back because her phone was about to be cut off like that is crazy to me like that all of them literally basically came from nothing and now they have like one of the biggest tv shows probably on hbo i don't know about the caucasian side but <laughs> As far as I know, yeah. one of the biggest TV shows on HBO, like, that's crazy. Yeah, most people just needed their big break. And and this was it. This was it. And that's pretty damn cool. And that's not, and it's on both, like, the fact that it's on both sides from the production team, from the actors, from people that just were working on the set, like, mm-hmm. they were talking about how everybody had a come up, had a connection, was able to be promoted either once or twice or multiple times go and there was girls on there talking about how they were in school doing an internship and they now have full-time jobs yep. doing above and beyond what they wanted to do like that was just I mean it's pretty life-changing that is. I think there was even like a um driver was yeah he, a he driver? was like a bus driver yeah he was a driver and he like like during the pandemic he didn't have work anymore and one of the production team members saw him like in the parking lot and was like, oh, like we can hire you to do this. Like it's the simplest thing that really profoundly changes somebody's life. And um, when she talked about like building the community, like mm-hmm. I love to see that like reflected in the show with like local artists and everything in California. And also mm-hmm. she was doing the same thing off the show. So she really mm-hmm. stood for that. And I didn't realize what representation really was until I saw this show. Definitely, because 
the other person that really stood out to me was I think she was like a producer and mm-hmm. she normally worked on like a music bunch videos. of music videos yeah that, Mal- like I think know. it's Melina yeah Matsukas. I don't know her name oh, you know <laughs> yeah it's something like okay. that but the fact that like they highlighted her as well and she literally bombed her first interview mm-hmm. and Issa was like bitch get it together and yeah. come back stronger and then she ended up helping create such a masterpiece the I was just like this is crazy yeah. I'm ready to cry <laughs> I know yeah imagine if she didn't get that second opportunity because if she was in a white space they definitely would have been like mm, no nah, it's okay you're unfit for the role like they would have just brushed it off you know everyone's entitled to a bad day not saying mm-hmm. that's the foot that you should put forward but like stuff happens yeah and you know she trusted her body of work enough to be like okay well this she's capable of more yeah, and that's honestly it's amazing. I can't wait to see what Issa's gonna do with this fucking forty million dollar contract she From got H- with HBO oh, oh, for the yeah. next. I think it's either six or eight years. She's secure the back. It's feeling like me season and and what are doing? <laughs> like seriously, like no for real. Like I am receiving that energy that she put out there because me honestly, too. it's very empowering. Um, the show is just iconic. Like it's gonna go down in history. We're gonna rewatch this. Like. And not gonna be crying. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. But honestly, I can't even lie and say that, like, like even though I'm really sad that the show is over, sis got like five to six years of creation that she's about to put out. She's already got a new show out, which I need to tune into, but like I already know that it's about to be amazing. And not only that even more Black people are going to be represented, even more Black people are going to be uplifted and given jobs and like opportunities that they never would have been able to get mm-hmm. all because Issa is a part of something. And yeah. that's just, I don't know, it's crazy. I'm like, oh. It just takes one person with a vision, honestly. And I'm like, Issa, please give me a job. No, literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be in your employment. DMs all 2022, <laughs> so just please be prepared. Oh, but I think that Overall, this was like, like you said, it was iconic. There's really no other word for it. Yeah. Like, I'm just in awe because I literally did not know what Insecure was. Like, I went home for Because you started on Thanksgiving. the second season while the yeah. second season was out? Okay. I was going to say, what were you doing that year when it came out? Like, I had heard the buzz of it, mm-hmm. but also I was broke and in college and I did not have an HBO subscription. <laughs> so that was dope. That I was didn't a dub. But um, pretty sure I bootlegged it, but hey. I literally went home for Thanksgiving and my mom was like, Oh, I started this new show. It's so good. And she was like, You should watch the first episode. Bitch, when I tell you I sat in the room from <laughs> 7 p.m. until 2 a.m. watching the, the entire first two seasons. Yeah. I was hooked like that. Yeah. I was hooked. And it was so good. And I've literally watched it faithfully ever since then. And yeah. I've rewatched it like probably like way too many times. Because especially when she had that break, I was so sad. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to rewatch the episodes again because what am I supposed to do for this whole year that there's no season? Yeah. Summer of 2016. I think that was just a good summer. I don't know why that summer just sticks out to me. It was just good. Like life was simple. (laughs) It was so like, you know, it was just so great. And then Insecure came out. And I remember it coming out because, like I said, I followed Issa's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, you got to show it HBO. Oh my God, I got to watch it. And um, so I remember watching it and I was just like glued to the TV. I was like, wow, like, this is so cool. Like, I, 
being an awkward black girl I was just like wow like this is funny like she makes it cool to be awkward yeah and she she made me feel seen like and she's just so relatable like the character is relatable and also you know um just like the progression like that was six years ago literally fast forward to now it's like what the heck i want to know how much money she made in those six years because i think the next six years she signed for her 40 million dollar contract and i don't know if that's 40 million a year or if that's 40 million in total it's not my business either way it's more money than i've ever seen before <laughs> but like i just want to know where like what they offer her to begin with compared to what she has now oh, yeah. and it must be a substantial it's grown exponentially because she snatched up that deal like it was nothing yeah and my I don't know like I just I'm just so happy I'm proud of her I feel like we're friends <laughs> we're rooting for everybody black Period. and if you're not I really don't know what to tell you because clearly your life is just sad no I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but um let's break down like the friendships and relationships mm-hmm. overall because I feel like that was kind of like what made the show what it is yeah that that's what made the show and they made some good points in like the um the rap of the whole show mm-hmm. and they were talking about the relationship between Issa and Molly which I knew it was there but it didn't really click until they said like that's the real love story of like the whole show mm-hmm. which makes sense but I don't know why my brain was just like, yeah, they're best friends. That's that just, it's what it is. But oh no, it's way deeper than that. It really is when you like sit and think about it. But I guess mm-hmm. I didn't, it didn't click until I heard it. And I was like, that, this is true. That's so sweet. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like the role. Yeah, I mean, friendship soulmates are a real thing. Yeah. And I that's what so. Molly and Issa are for sure. Um, Cause you know, they, you know, separated for a period of time mm-hmm. because it was all going through different types of, they different types of shit yeah <laughs> i mean they were gonna butt heads inevitably because they're both they're two women you know mm-hmm. molly's a lawyer um isa doing nonprofit stuff and then she stepped out on her own so obviously that leaves a lot of room for change to happen like yeah. things are not the same as they were in 2016 when they were like best buds and right out well, you know stand for episode what <laughs> <laughs> they said she said broken pussy <laughs> <laughs> well like, you know sisters fight so this is true this it wouldn't true. be a real relationship without fight <laughs> like I just feel like I'm so proud of both of them because honestly mm-hmm. what it feels like is it it feels like insecure is real life yeah because I it feel like they genuinely have this friendship she said this in real life oh yeah um I used to do an interview and she said the um arc that she did for molly was based off a real life friendship Mm -hmm. like with her real life best friend Mm -hmm. um and she was like yeah we had a period like where we fell out and we had to find our way back to each other so it's very real like but i would i really wonder how their friendship would have ended up if they didn't have kelly and tiffany Mm -hmm. to kind of not necessarily they weren't trying to bring them back together but they were inevitably going to be around each other because they have the same friend group Mm -hmm. and that was like their their quad and even though they kind of let them do their thing they still ended up around each other to the point where they found themselves being friends again Mm -hmm. 
And honestly, I don't remember why they stopped being friends before season six. Before season six? <laughs> I don't remember what happened. Um, I think it was Molly was just like, she was like in a self-destructive mode. Oh, yeah. She was destroying her all her relationships, not just with Issa, like with mm-hmm. everyone. And she was just like bitter about certain things. Like, I don't know. She was going through it. Yeah. I so think, um, that just ricocheted and you know, it was a domino effect and it just affected everyone negatively. Yeah, that's true. I do remember her. She was just on a freaking rampage, and mm-hmm. I was just like, girl, are you okay? <laughs> she, sis was not okay. Yeah, but yeah. I just I don't know. I um, with their friendship, I just feel like from the very beginning, you could tell like that was her bitch, no matter what. And I'm really happy that they were able to kind of come back together because I feel like for me and my friendships, I don't think I really had like a devastating breakup that was able to reignite itself. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> just like, eh. I mean, you have to gauge the situation because with Issa and Molly, I feel like they needed to be a part of each other's lives, right? Yeah. But if both people don't feel that way, then there's no rekindling yeah. that needs to happen. And sometimes people are in your life for a season. Yeah, that's true. And that may have been the case. Maybe. I shit. I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, like, and how it how it pertains to my life mm-hmm. because I feel like the people that I have had falling outs with you know I was sad at first but then I was like (laughs) I was like yeah it's okay and then thinking back on it I'm just like why were we friends (laughs) why are we friends in the first place like I don't I don't I'm not missing anything from my life like that's the only thing that I can say is like I don't feel like I'm missing a piece well, that's how you know that you're over it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think Molly and Issa's relationship just really shows you that life is not a box of chocolates. Like it's literally ups and downs. You and when you have your person, you go through the ups, you go through the downs, you go through the the periods of time where you're not talking at all. And that doesn't necessarily mean that y'all aren't cool, like they showed in the last season. Issa and Molly hadn't even talked since the girl's birthday like and she's just working and like her mom passed away and um you know life is just happening like life is just lifing and it's okay to have a life and those people that are meant to be in your life will always understand and you guys will always pick up where you left off and I think that's something that I try to do is because I know myself like if I don't see you every day um I may not reach out and it's not because I don't want to it's because I have an old lady brain (laughs) and I will literally think about people and I'll be like oh yeah I gotta text them then I do something then it's two weeks later and I'm like dang I never texted them I was supposed to text them I was supposed to call them yeah and even when we do talk or we spend time together we just pick back up where we left off and it's like no no time has ever passed Mm -hmm. and I think that that's really important because when I was younger I used to be very annoyed with people who didn't keep up or keep in contact but as I got older I definitely realized that like life is lifing and we can't I can't talk to you all day every day like that's just not gonna work like I have my own stuff going on you have your own stuff going on and it's okay to not talk 
every day or every week or every month. Like if we go six months without talking, then I would talk to you, we hang out, we go get dinner or whatever. We're going to act like nothing happened and we're going to catch up and we're going to enjoy our time together and just keep it pushing. So, yeah, I'd say friends who understand your isolated (laughs) moments are important Mm because it's not like, you know, it's not necessarily intentional. Like you're trying to ice anybody out or vice versa. Like, I don't take it personally if someone has to go off the grid for a little bit, because I understand, like you said, life is just happening at all times from all angles. So you just really gotta give people time and they'll come to you like when Mm -hmm. they're ready um and I don't think it's ever too late to rekindle a friendship if you want to if both of you want to um I feel like that happened this year with me and my cousin Mm -hmm. because we used to be really really close and then you know I don't know we're kind of in different age groups too so things just kind of separated like you know I was going through you know young adult things she was going through collegiate things like it was just a different time period so mm-hmm. it wasn't really aligning or matching up as far as you know us getting together but now like we're starting to have some of the same goals again and you know getting in the gym together and whatever so it, it's never too late to rekindle something it's just about the timing and I feel like with with family friendships there's like oh yeah that's just it's <laughs> inevitable mm-hmm. like you cannot break up with me I don't care what you're talking about <laughs> like that definitely is something and um I think it's a lot easier to kind of get that back yeah um so next we're gonna talk about Issa and Lawrence Oh, I just would like to say Issa and all her men, first of all. First of she all, Issa, can you all please, the men? So. Can I get the, the little black book with all the men's contact information, please? And thank Literally. you. First of all, where should you find all these fine black men? Because what? I need to know. I do need to know. I need do we to, need to go to California? I think you do. Okay. <laughs> but I would just like to highlight who the fuck knew that Jay Ellis was 40? Because oh. what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shook like his birthday was like last week or something or no like early this week but I was just like I'm in shock four zero wow I said there's no way this man is 40 well he's 40 I don't know how Lawrence was in the show but (sighs) that man is 40 years old he's trying to show 36 at 36 yeah I said oh my god okay so what do you think about Issa and Lawrence Issa and Lawrence um let's throw back to season one let's start from the beginning (sighs) Issa and Lawrence (laughs) um Lawrence was a crappy boyfriend a bum no he he forgot her birthday like I was just like y'all been together for how long and you just you know I understand he had his he had he was going through depression and you know he could was not motivated to do anything and that's really hard but the person that's riding for you that's there down in the trenches with you during that tough time like you gotta remember their birthday like at least i don't nigga i can't she can't do nothing else cereal bitch where's my bowl pajamas all day i'm just (laughs) wow my man is down bad he could at least set up her a bowl like he said oh Oh, it is that day. Damn. Okay. Well, you know, Lawrence, uh, it started off rocky, but he really turned his life around. But Loki, you know, I don't really forgive Lawrence for coming show on Issa. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Uh, and then the fact that he was bringing, first of all, the fact that I know he was trying to fuck his feelings away. That's all very much. dandy. 
But not only did you try to fuck your feelings away, you literally bringing bitches to events, random bitches every time. Let's let's remember let's that be part. Clear. And then you had the nerve to didn't he like kiss Issa at the birthday dinner and then come outside. Or he tried to kiss her. Something happened between okay, I was like, I don't at the bathroom mm-hmm. when he brought the girl from his job. Yeah. And then something went wrong. I need to rewatch it. Something went wrong. And then Issa it was, was outside and she was running. upset. Mm-hmm. And then he came outside and called her a hoe. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, sir, get your ass out of here. Oh my goodness, Lawrence. But um, Issa yeah. was wrong. Issa was wrong she, for fucking Daniel. She definitely cheated. Mm-hmm. she was wrong she was very wrong she knew she was wrong yeah i, I can't defend that <laughs> why are all the confrontations always at public events i don't know because daniel <laughs> lawrence was at the event and then daniel was just like hey daniel said, <laughs> i'm here but the thing is that was all lawrence intuition because daniel did not say shit to him no he just I don't he peeped Issa panicking talking to him like why are you here and yeah. then he he said, "Oh no," he said, "I already know what's going on." Mm-mm. No, which I don't know. His body senses was tingling because <laughs> he was like, "Who the fuck is Daniel?" <laughs> that was one of the most iconic scenes, low key, like yeah. low lighting. Him screaming. that confrontation was crazy. It was literally crazy, and I really thought that he was gonna like backhand you or something, but he did it, and I'm proud of him for that. Because <laughs> it, it was like, get the fuck out the way. <laughs> and I'm just like, he did that. He deserves an award for that. You, you really do. Um, what do you think about their relationship now? Well, I, I for those who have not seen the ending, spoiler alert. This spoiler alert. This is a, this whole episode is a spoiler alert. So, sorry. You know, um, we're just gonna tell tell it like it is. So. Lawrence and Issa ended up together at the end of the day. They How do you did. feel about that? I don't, I don't know if they should have She's a stepmother. been together. But then again, I mean, I could understand it mm-hmm. because in season four, they did find themselves, themselves back with each other, mm-hmm. but that all fell apart when he found out that condolences was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they ever had like a real conversation about it I don't think we didn't see a real conversation about it he just picked her up from the airport and then she was like yeah I can't do this like when she was at Stanford I guess Mm -hmm. she had a realization of the direction she wanted her life to go in and then she just told him oh I can't do this and I was just like we never saw that interaction like we never saw that conversation so but did they ever have a conversation once she found out that he was having a baby either I don't think so. They just said, no, this isn't working. They was just like, play some dramatic music and (laughs) close the scene. And I wish that they would have highlighted on that to like showcase how to have like those hard conversations because Issa really can't be mad at him for having a baby because one, they weren't together and this was someone that he was dating. And then they broke up and then he decided to get back with Issa. And then just so happened that condolences is pregnant. What's her girl name? Condola. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the wrong name. So, I mean, I just feel like we had from season one all the way to season four for them to like get back together for real mm-hmm. because they were always doing some like, oh, I actually really still love you, but fuck you. <laughs> like they were always running into each other and like, talking and being weird and being like oh actually no I don't want to do this so 
I feel like it was inevitable, even though I had really, really high hopes for Nathan. You wanted her to end up with Nathan? Not per- not necessarily, but I just was enjoying the direction that it was going. So Okay. Well, I have thoughts on that, but I'll <laughs> let's finish with Issa and Lawrence and then we can get into Nathan. <laughs> I'm mad they put and Nathan. <laughs> Bro. Black people and Nathan. <laughs> Cause Nathan, what was he doing? Like he had a job for the first like two seasons. He's a barber. Which <laughs> that nigga was not at work. <laughs> they didn't show the barbershop until the at the end of season four. Yeah, but I just feel like I don't know. I think Issa made her choice, which was good because no one like pressured her into yeah. feeling like she needed to sway one way versus the other. Um, well, or made know. her feel guilty or. I don't know. I think that when she took a step back, she realized that she really did want to be with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And the I don't remember how long the time lapse was. Was it five years before they got back together? I don't know because that okay. baby was grown. <laughs> <laughs> that baby was grown. Um, I think it was like around five years. So that was like a long time for them to work on themselves too. Mm-hmm. And Lawrence to figure out how he wants to be a father and Issa to figure out how she wants to run her empire and mm-hmm. all these things. So, you know, like I said, it's all about timing. So it That's worked true. for them in the end when they both had some growth. But when y'all hear this, I don't call me child because no, the answer is no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't if you try to spend a block with a with a child in hand, oh, okay. Um, I don't know what to tell you because the answer is no. Should have made the best of the moment the first time. I'm sorry, but um, I just feel like I'm happy. I'm happy she's happy because I'm I happy think, happy. I just think back to like the end of season two when she fucking played our whole lives and pretended like they got married and then <gasps> snatched it all away like that my hurt. My so heart bad. was invested at that moment yeah but then loki i kind of all forgot all about it for the next couple of seasons yeah and then for them to come back full circle i really thought she was the one getting married. that wedding episode i mean that little wedding um but i'm glad that they didn't get married because i feel like that doesn't need to be the goal like yeah it's not you should be more, yeah you should be more concerned about being in a healthy happy relationship and really enjoying each other and being fulfilled in that way it doesn't necessarily have like yeah you can get married but that's not doesn't have to happen right to second yeah. so that's, I feel like that was that was great I I'm happy that they ended up together ultimately even though I'm sad that Daniel didn't ever come back <laughs> We'll talk about that. <laughs> Disappearing Daniel. Right. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. Okay, let's get into Nathan. Oh. What do you think of Nathan as a character when he first stepped onto the scene? He was in that back of that um, Uber. It was a party lift. Party lift. <laughs> <laughs> she was his driver. I'm first good. of all, I need a man to come into my life and just start beating niggas up. <laughs> because they think he was fighting on site. He was going to do something. He going to fight your ass. And it don't matter what size you are. <laughs> um, I like Nathan. I really did like Nathan. Mm-hmm. I did not. I like the fact that they highlighted his mental health and him yeah. getting that together. But I did not like the characteristic of him being a disappearing ass nigga. Like every time something got hard, he was like, oh, I can't do this. No, no. Go. And then he'll come back at a fucking birthday party or some shit. Like I brought you a gift, bitch. Where you been at? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> I brought you a gift. Fuck all that. Like, yeah. Nathan was very much on his own timing. Like he was not considerate of, you know, 
everything like time has elapsed fool like what are you doing trying to slither back in anyway so um, yeah nathan, what do you think of nathan i really like nathan i think him and Issa have a, a cool bond um, i think they should be friends i think they should be friends yeah at the end of the day they tried to do the relationship thing and then i don't know because it didn't even seem their relationship in season five seemed rushed to me because <laughs> first they were like uh, i don't know if i really want to boot you and then they were like oh let's be together and then Issa was like i love you and then nathan was hesitant and then boom they're moving in together what yeah i was went, like um, it went really fast okay. <laughs> i know this is tv but the timeline was just a little off yeah because they were like oh we're gonna take our time and then the next the next freaking clip i love you <laughs> and then the next clip let's move in together and then the next clip i'm gonna fight lauren like what yeah <laughs> what's, what's going on yeah and you know when she was thinking of all those scenarios of like what their life would be like together mm-hmm. she, i realized that she could never quite picture it like it it was just kind of like all over the place and um she just i don't know the vision was just never like really clear and then lawrence kept popping in and out <laughs> i was like why is lawrence here yeah but i just i, I do like know. that they talked about his mental health though because that's a real thing um that doesn't get spoken about in the black community who right. was he talking to was it his brother his cousin his cousin because he used to live with them yeah and the wife his cousin's wife would make fun of him like disappearing and all that but really it had to yeah. do with like his, him being he, bipolar bipolar mm-hmm. yeah and she and, couldn't handle it i mean they have kids she wanted him to move out um yeah. and then as a result he had a falling out with his cousin mm-hmm. and he just never really knew the real reason so yeah. i like and, the but feature actually that. It turned out that it wasn't even it his was wife. It the was the cousin. actual cousin. Yeah. So I was like, nah, nigga, you gotta go. Like, yeah. And the fact that he just like blamed it on his wife, mm-hmm. Loki was. Use her as a scapegoat. Wild. Yeah. I mean, overall, I think Nathan was a representation of these niggas in 2022. <laughs> well, not 2022, 2021. <laughs> the niggas that we've been dealing with. I feel like that is a representation of them because they like to be there when they want to be there. And then when shit get hard, they want to disappear. And then they just want to come back when everything's all good again. Mm-hmm. And that's toxic. Like, it's it just very, toxic. it's not okay because life has ups and downs. And you can't just disappear and return and return and return <laughs> when you want to. And your problems are not just going to vanish just because you want to be off the grid. Like, you want to disappear. So, I have but I, hope he figured out a way to solve I can't say that towards the end he did try mm-hmm. to communicate it wasn't that great but he tried like he tried. when they had the whole issue with the the I love you thing and Issa was like well I told you I love you and you just really didn't say nothing he was like you know like that's not I'm not really there right now and he's like or he was like I do love you but that's just not something that I've ever been able to articulate which I appreciate him for trying to communicate, but like the whole thing with Lawrence, one that was not Issa's fault. Isn't how do you? It really know, wasn't. How do you know that your ex? Well, he's gonna perfect his love. He's gonna pop about the bushes and be like, I "But love they you. love doing." Are shit you that happy? Event. Are you happy? Do you really love that nigga? <laughs> like, bitch, how was I supposed to know that? Literally. And she literally said, "I can't do this." And then they like, "Well, what do we have here?" <laughs> what, what, what the fuck? That's not my fault. You're yeah. mad at me for what? I didn't do anything. I'm just existing, being happy with you, nigga. It's not like, like all these men are in love with me. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So I thought that was dusty, but I think that that had to happen. Mm-hmm. And even though I feel like he should have fought for Issa, I'm glad he bowed out to really let her be with the man she's supposed to be with to begin with. So, I mean... <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I just didn't like the fact that he's disappearing. I hope I hope that they like do like a spin-off show for like oh the side gosh. pieces. But I'm gonna know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what their life could their life consists of. Like I mean, after, they could really make that a show. Life after you I would tune in. <laughs> um but yeah, that I don't have nothing else to say about Nathan. Like mm-hmm. he really he was a background character that became a main character, but still had like background character tendencies. Low key, like he was good for the moment, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Molly got married, y'all. Like, <laughs> woo! I was about to tear for that wedding because <laughs> Molly has come such a long way. She really did. I'm glad she let that man love her. Me too. Wow. Because. She literally went from no fuck these niggas to well I don't know if I really like you because I don't want to get hurt and then next scene marriage. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, I think that her journey, like her personal journey, was like very like the most impactful mm-hmm. because it was very full circle. Like this is the same chick that. <laughs> They brought Drill back, first of all. <laughs> for yeah, what? You know, that's my man. <laughs> okay, but for what? what? What was his purpose of appearing? I think it really had to do with- Was it closure? Were they just trying to see him off? Like, I think it I think it really had to do with the fact that, like, that moment when they when they were high, and she was like, oh, this is Drill. I used to fuck him, and, like, he was in an open relationship, and now they're getting divorced. Da, da, yeah. da. And he was like- And Tori was, was like, just like, okay. okay. Sounds great. Like, I think that he, the whole reason of him being there was mm-hmm. to really show her that, like, this is your what she's dealing is, with now. Yeah, you know, your past yeah. is okay to have. And somebody that's really supposed to be with you will understand. And it's really not that big of a deal because I feel like Molly always was making shit a bigger deal than it really needed to be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like her being able to acknowledge that and him just saying, like, okay that's yeah. cool like and you just accepted it instantly and didn't you know question anything there was no argument there mm-hmm. was no do you still love that nigga like it was just it like, wasn't dramatic hey. because it did not matter. it didn't need to be dramatic bro was, was also a side character yeah like <laughs> this nigga's literally here with a, with a random bitch that looked like his ex literally <laughs> like what crazy so but yeah i'm proud of her growth and you know she used she used to push people away she really just ran all the men out the door. But she was able to be herself with Torian and she was able to be soft with him and vulnerable. And I think that's beautiful. I think it is too, yeah. Because nobody would have thought, because like he was an asshole. Yeah, I was, it was just it cool. was actually just cool. a random pairing, but it was actually pretty dope. I like, I actually, like that they did that. I was like, he's cool. Like, yeah, yeah work being a dick Literally. for no reason. Like, she did not like him. When he but you know, niggas be doing that. Like, when they like you, they be but an I don't even know if he really liked her at first. Like, I don't he think just he was liked being her, an asshole. But he just like messing with her. I was just like, I think it was because he felt threatened that like she was coming in trying to get and, some partner like, status. Yeah. And not that she was going to overdo, what is the word? Not overdo, but like show him up. Mm-hmm. She was like basically him in female form. Literally. Because none of the other women in the office really were like trying to um, 
challenge him they just were kind of there yep. and then she came in and she was like yeah i'm that bitch <laughs> and he was like bitch who are you <laughs> so i really was happy to see that they got married yeah like, that was really great and there was a moment in there that i thought isa was going to end the show alone because i was like oh, there's no there's no more and then Issa. literally two seconds and later arm he says, came in with the suit I said, okay. Actually, I am here. Thank you. Right. I was like, like, Lord, they're trying to tell us we need to be alone. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really happy for Molly. I think she made a great turnaround in her personal life Mm -hmm. with her friendships, with her With her family. With her family. I'm super sad. Why did they have to kill her mama? I don't know. Why did they do that? I think that they just need to show, like, shit happens and she was already sick, so she had to yeah i mean i don't know and the fact that it happened while she was already like while she was out of town with like surrounded by her people Mm -hmm. i feel like was important as well i don't know yeah man life does happen life does happen (laughs) now i just want to touch on this y'all i just want to touch on this because where the fuck is daniel what happened to daniel daniel kicked ease off the couch and we never seen him or heard from him again yeah but also i feel like that's when Issa was acting like Nathan. She was trying to pop in and out of Daniel's life. Like she wanted to like him, but then not like him. Then she was sleeping on the couch. She was like, we're just friends. And then he was fucking bitches. He, she was like, well, wait. <laughs> like, I'm like, what do you want to do? Mm, toxic. I love so Daniel. I love Daniel too. I think he's a great guy. He's obviously very fine, y'all. Oh my God. Mm, 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 mm. But he should have been the I don't child. think him and Issa were meant to be together they were cool in high school right and they try to rekindle this thing but it never really the timing just never really lined up for them and as much as I like them together and you know them being creative together you know doing music and you know her being a mirror rapper and all this shit (laughs) um I just feel like I in the end they weren't going to be together like I had already programmed my mind to understand that because they're relationship just never took off again after that man yeah he was just so fine he was this nigga showing up with his little pearly whites no shirt that body and then y'all kept saying her little new boyfriend her little two-second boyfriend he looked like like daniel Daniel. (laughs) yes he did bro like he literally looked like oh my god a freaking barbie doll version of daniel he did look like like ken the black king no he looked plastic it was, it was disturbing like when you get up like people get like dolls made of themselves like celebrities and it don't look like them but you like i guess that kind of look like them that's what it <laughs> was a little wax figure you. like it looked crazy um, yeah and i, I don't know about like, that big daniel but him? i was like child you could have brought daniel back for all that like <laughs> you could have left him alone yeah. you could have been with daniel in the meantime but then that probably would have messed up the whole situation it would because lawrence was over the whole Daniel thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like his overrates. Yeah. But Daniel, Not if you're ever listening to this, I miss you. <laughs> Take me out to dinner. <laughs> um, I feel like we touched on full circle moments pretty much. I just want to talk about why was Kelly pregnant and Loki, that just you know. For me, as the friend that does not want kids, I will never, you will never hear me say, I don't want to have no kids, but with this nigga, I do. No, bitch, I don't. Did and she I feel ever like, declare that she didn't want to have kids? 
I feel like they talked about it I feel like I need to go point. back and watch it because I don't remember her even... I, well, I don't even remember her bringing up children. But like, I, think, I don't remember her stance it, on that. I think it came up when Tiffany was pregnant the mm-hmm. first time, which mm-hmm. let's not forget, they really threw her in there pregnant again like we wasn't going to notice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and pre- let's please talk about... She's been pregnant the whole series. Molly's wedding. <laughs> Why the fuck is Issa in her fucking beautiful embroidered outfit and everybody else was like fucking the, the church choir <laughs> I was like what are these outfits why why used to have to do that to them <sighs> because what? blame the preguntas I don't know at this point <laughs> yeah I didn't yeah even, that I was didn't, not that was not cohesive I was just like uh what's going on bridesmaid dress yeah everybody was anyway <laughs> but I really didn't appreciate that just because mm-hmm. it's already hard enough as like a woman to tell people that you don't want to have kids and for them and to believe it yeah everybody's like well when you find someone you'll want to or no when you get older you'll want to like no bitch I know I don't want no fucking kids so it just really upset me and my homegirls because they really made her fold over one nigga like well <laughs> okay so I get where you're coming from and I totally understand and if you know that's something you in your heart like like you know for sure like as you know that you don't want that that's perfectly fine and it is on other people to get their shit together and just get take what you say as face value and not question you on it but on the flip side I do think that you know you can say certain things and then you can change your mind you're entitled to change, yeah, your, you mind. Can change your that's mind. what happened to Jeannie Mai this girl said she would never get pregnant like, all my bitches is falling and then <laughs> she met the love of her life and it's okay to change your mind like it is okay but also the representation that it's okay not to yep. would be great it would yeah. because both sides already be shown. believes that oh you'll change your mind eventually like no bitch i'm not thank you <laughs> please refer to episode two in three years thanks <laughs> like that's just the only thing that just was like annoying like damn can we get one person to yeah. like be the representation Issa if you need me to come I can come and be the representation I was stand tall and I love Kelly though she's so funny she is she had the one liners for days honestly she was like she's, she's like she put the comedy in the show yeah and she definitely was the glue like she was like the common denominator in a lot she, of like, things helped, literally she was there for everybody like mm-hmm every time they was broken up or not friends and they having a hard time here comes kelly with the growth yeah <laughs> and shout out to natasha she's very talented um natasha rothwell who plays kelly like this lady like, natasha <laughs> you know y'all know nobody's name i know that's all i was like there's somebody in the show named natasha <laughs> that's what i'm telling them so um she was a writer for the show she directed and acted like this girl has done it all and um you know I want to give her her flowers yeah she did a great job and they were definitely talking about how they couldn't cast anybody else other than her (laughs) she was so good in the writer's room it was like bitch go ahead be Kelly just go be her you are Kelly (laughs) um I love it so I just feel like Insecure overall just taught us that like we're gonna get our lives together at the time we need to like we don't need to be perfect we don't need to rush ourselves and we don't need to really have a timeline like things will come things will fall in place 
as they need to. And I think that's a really important thing, especially in this day and age where everybody's like, oh, I'm 20 and I bought a house and a car and I did this and I got six figures. Like, accomplishments. congratulations, but that's not everybody's story. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's, and that's okay. And whether you're 20, 30, 40, whatever, as long as you get to where you want to be, that's really all that matters. And I think it's, it becomes harder and harder when you just see this all the time, not to compare yourself to other people and feel like you're in the wrong place. Because I feel like insecure to show, even if you're quote unquote, what looks good, like Molly, she is a lawyer. She's at this firm. She's at the top. She's moving on to being in a fully black firm and all this is going on is great but her life is in fucking shambles <laughs> and that's okay and then you got Issa who's not where she wants to be she's pushing and her life was kind of like in limbo for like some years and she just was kind of like stagnant and that's fine like everything is okay like you don't have to be okay where you are and just because what looks good on the outside that doesn't necessarily mean that's where you want to be so it's okay to have a hard time getting to where you want to be, to take time to really figure out where you want to be in life. And it doesn't have a timeline or a timetable. Like you don't need to do it by a certain age or a certain, I don't know, child, a certain anything. I think when Issa, I think when she was back at you, we got y'all, which is a very racist organization. just talk about that with the white hand oh my god okay anyway um she wasn't ready to be in her purpose at that time Mm -hmm. and she was just going through the motions and you know something just clicked for her to where she was like okay well I'm gonna take a chance and step out on my own and it really worked because Mm -hmm. she was ready at that time and um like you were saying like you can't predict when that time is going to be. You just kind of have to do the work and prepare yourself for it Mm -hmm. so that when it does come, you're like, okay, well, I'm ready. And I don't remember the line that Lawrence said to her at the very end. Um, He was like, oh, from we got y'all to I got mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I like that. I was like, that is perfect because it really sums up the journey um, of how she came into her own. And it's going to take some time and your, your journey is not going to look identical to anybody. Cause you know what? You don't look identical to anybody. You don't have the same talents as anyone. Sorry. My mom. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what's happening? (laughs) Um, yeah. And it's like, we're all different. So we can't expect like the same outcomes. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I was really glad that this show showcased was that, you know, these were, um, were they like in their 20s? They're like 20 somethings, right? And then like they, they got were, into their 30s. Or were they 30? No, I think they were either 29, 30. I think they're that, on the cusp. I think when Issa's birthday in season one, she was like turning 29 or 30. Okay. They were like, I had to go back and watch. But remember. um, yeah, like they, they showed us that you don't have to have your life figured out by a certain age. Mm-hmm. And I really love that because, you know, like when you're a young adult, you really feel like you're on a time crunch. Yeah. In your twenties, you feel like you're supposed to have it together by 25. And now I'm 26, bitch. Still ain't got it together. No. And but it's we're looking real, it. it's looking real 30-ish. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, third, your thirties are supposed to be your twenties with money. So I'm ready for that era. Me too. I'm Ask Taylor. Shout yes, out to Taylor. Let's She's ask her. 
like I'm like I'm it gave me something to look forward to definitely all right Issa so if my shit ain't together by the time right, right. <laughs> we're gonna have another chat by my 30s we're gonna have to read <laughs> we're gonna have to read um evaluate what's going on mm-hmm. okay but I just overall I think that this show was amazing I'll never forget it it's been a part of my life and I plan to live my life and have as much fun and not as much drama but as much fun as they did in this (laughs) show because honestly the amount of black boy and woman girl I guess joy that we had and like uplifting that's what I aspire to have so when y'all see me saying like is it black owned is it are there black people like this is why like I really want to support black people and the things that they do because if we don't do it, ain't nobody gonna do it. Period. But I we have, have to support note. and uplift one another. What's your note? I have a note <laughs> for all the Black-owned businesses. Mm. We really enjoy supporting you. So please just, let's make it a little easier for us to support. That's it. Yeah. That's all in, I'm gonna say. In 2022, guys, <laughs> we gotta do better as a collective. Yeah. Because I want to support you and I want you to want me to support you. So, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up question of the day is why do we feel like we have to have it all together by a certain age and why do we add pressure to ourselves and I'm really not going to answer that because we already kind of answered it but I do want people to kind of reflect on that and figure out why you personally feel like you have that pressure that you're adding to yourself and then just let it go because in this new year I really have well not this new year but like right leading up to the new year I like to be organized I like to have things done by a certain time and I'm trying to not pressure myself to do that mm-hmm. because it really causes a lot of unnecessary stress that's really coming from nobody but me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hey self-awareness I'm trying to really like it's not that serious like yeah. you don't need yeah and what I've learned leading up to the new year is that you can prepare as much as you want to and you're still gonna get curveballs thrown at you and it's still gonna be more than that needs to be done because when you finish one thing here comes the next like Mm -hmm. so I'm really laying off the pressure on myself yep and just making sure I'm getting shit done and that is without a timeline (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so this um podcast is going to be free-flowing just to let y'all know I'm not going to like normal me would put out a date and a time it's going to be this 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 and this I'm not doing that because like I said I planned to post yesterday and that just didn't happen so it's going up today and that's okay because it's going up that's all that matters but um I just want you guys to think about that question and really reflect on whether or not you're adding unnecessary pressure and stress to your life because we be out here stressed out and then other people be like, well, what's going on? Well, bitch, I'm stressing myself out. That's all. (laughs) Like, yeah, just be mindful of that. And can I just say too, I'm proud of you for coming to that realization. Yep. And I'm proud of you for, you know, doing things your own way and um, according to your own schedule, because really that's the way you're going to release the best content, right? When it's like authentic and it comes from a place of joy and not the need to be making deadlines. So yeah. only, deadline, only deadlines I'm um, abiding by is the ones that got dollars signs. Period. To. Okay. Like we ain't get paid. <laughs> no, for real. But well, yeah, I appreciate you. No problem. So, um, just a little encouragement. Like I said, it's okay to not be okay, you guys. In 2022, oh guys, we okay are embracing 
our motherfucking tears, <laughs> our sadness, our happiness, the high points, the low points. So for all my friends that are listening, bitch, if you're having a bad day, you just want to call me and you want to cry, it's not bubble tears, bitch, call me. And we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to thug it out. Even though I'm awkward when people be crying, I'm going to be there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to there, there you until you feel better. Okay. Even if you don't feel better today, next week, whatever. So it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be where you want to be. And it's okay to just do your best, like do what you can in the moment and let that be relative. Like your best does not have to match up to what your best was last time. It's okay. And that's really it. Just take the days one step at a time. Do you have any other encouragement? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Fatu, for being a part of this episode. I think that this was a great conversation. I think Insecure is a great show. So if you haven't fully watched it, please do. Like, please do. Even though we spoiled a lot of the information, it's still worth the watch because even when I rewatched the show, it's like I watched it for the first time and I'm just like, this is amazing. (laughs) So um, I appreciate you for joining. I appreciate your hot takes on the people and the things going on. No problem. Do you want to tell people where to follow you? Because Fatu has a podcast. Yes. Which is also operating on its own timeline. (laughs) Wink, wink. So guys, I have a podcast with my sister Muna, which a lot of you know. Um, you can follow me at As Told by Fatu on all platforms, and our podcast is called Check On It Podcast, um, and it's just Check On It Podcast on all platforms as well. Um, we will be returning this year with at some point, yeah, at some when they're point. ready, with you know amazing topics. Um, so we're looking forward to it. All right, guys. Well, make sure that you follow me on. Well, child, listen, I'm putting in the bio because on instagram i am for the love of pod and on twitter for the love of and make sure y'all ask me some questions i'm gonna get a little more active in the stories and stuff and i want to interact with y'all so if you're not following me make sure you follow me you know drop a comment say hey what's up say something send me a dm whatever but i will see you guys in the next episode Bye. bye